We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. There's ghosts haunting these woods. And they're headed straight for Roaring Camp Railroads. Is it a trick? No. It's Thomas and Percy's Halloween party. And with a bounce house, pumpkin patch, temporary tattoos and face painting, plus photos with Sir Top and Pat, it's certainly going to be a treat. So get down to Roaring Camp before all the fun disappears. Weekends October 12th through the 27th. Welcome to another edition of the Dynasty Command Center podcast, home of the biggest edge in Dynasty fantasy football. My name is Travis May, and I am the Devi coordinator at Rotoviz. I am not joined by Curtis Patrick this week, though. He has the week off on the show, so I'll be flying solo. And, you know, I always, at the very beginning of the show, just kind of fly through and say, hey, my name's Travis, and I am the Devi coordinator at Rotoviz, but I don't even really tell you what the Devi coordinator is all the time. Uh, but uh, if you haven't played in a Devi league or you know haven't really paid much attention to college football, you might not know what a Devi coordinator even does. Uh, but you know you can always ask me any questions about anything Rotoviz uh, on Twitter at ff underscore Travis M. But essentially, what I do is I, I manage a bunch of the college football content and uh, looking at some rankings, uh, doing some weekly pieces. Uh, my piece this year is Devi Weekly. Also do a lot of uh, college football day, uh, DFS, uh, daily fantasy sports for college football. Just giving you all a lot of names and a lot of players that will possibly one day be on an NFL roster and uh, could actually see some NFL draft capital one day as well. I'm trying to prepare you guys to just give you one step ahead over your other league mates. A lot of you listening to this show play in dynasty leagues, probably I'd say maybe 10 maximum 20% of you already do Debbie. Uh, but if you don't, and you're not familiar just to recap, uh, because I've said it before, but you basically get to own college players and the rights to those players before they're even drafted by an NFL team. So 
let's say this year you want to draft a true freshman, uh, Garrett Wilson, who's just brand new to Ohio State. You could do that right now. You'd have to wait three years to uh, see him develop, and then he'd be on your NFL roster. But that's part of the process. You, you can get players like Juju Smith-Schuster after they go off for their freshman year and then just see the rest unfold. It's a lot of fun you know, getting to root for some of your favorite players, whether it's a team that you actually root for or a team that you just, uh, maybe it's just a player that you really are a fan of because you believe in their talent. Debbie Leagues are a lot of fun. I recommend them highly. Uh, this week is not going to just be about Debbie Leagues, but it is going to be about the college football season and a bunch of the players that could enter the league here soon because college football week one just happened. By the time you listen to this show, it will be a wrap. We had week zero with just a couple games, and then we had a full game slate. Week one, just about everybody in the country playing uh, this past weekend. There's a lot that happens in college football, and I, I, I kind of had a short thread about this uh, last week. But basically, everything that happens in college football every single season has an indirect effect on your favorite NFL team on your favorite fantasy football team, whether you like it or not, whether you, you really believe that or not, the, so much happens in the college football season that draft positions change. Guys that, that come out of absolutely nowhere that no one ever had really even heard of outside of that, maybe the, for the fans of that team, that those guys make the next step up and they actually see the draft capital and they're just a year from now on your favorite teams. And so... It's just it's funny to watch the landscape change week after week, and you, you see the names that just blow up. Like last year, we had you know Lavisca Chenault for Colorado, uh, basically averaged 125 yards from scrimmage per game. And I mean, before the season, he, he nobody even really knew that he was a starter for Colorado. Or Rondell Moore, another guy for Purdue, my alma mater. He was a four-star recruit, but. I mean, he wasn't even sure a sure thing to start for Purdue uh, heading into nearly week one. And basically no one was drafting him in Debbie Leagues and really even college fantasy football leagues because he was a true freshman. He wasn't supposed to go off. And lo and behold, he had 2,200 yards, uh, all-purpose yards, that is, as, as a true freshman. Basically done, done something that no other player has really ever done in college football history. It's players like those that really excite me and just get me pumped to talk about college football. Cause there's going to be a few of those. Maybe, maybe after I've recorded this podcast, there's, there's already one of those beginning their journey after week one. But tonight I'll be talking about some top college football names to know. So you can sound smart when you go to the bars and you can also get a leg up on all your league mates. But before I do, I want to talk about the FFPC main event because we've been telling you guys about this for a while, but I don't think you understand how awesome of an opportunity this really is if you like playing high stakes dynasty high stakes fantasy uh, just check out the FFPC they've been a fantastic sponsor for us and, and one of the the fastest growing uh, places to, to go play fantasy football I know Curtis is already having one of his drafts underway uh, but basically if you want to get into the FFPC main event and you will want to play some high stakes fantasy football now is the time to do it Drafts are already underway. In fact, they've been uh, scheduled and uh, already beginning uh, back on August 23rd. Uh, but th there's never really a better time to, to just jump into it. it. Just get registered right away. It's always a good time to mention also with the FFPC main event that 
adding a second or maybe even a third or fourth or fifth, you know, extra main event team. That also makes a ton of sense. Multiple team discount pricing is available for $1,500 for online drafts. That is $350 off uh, your first team if you have more than one roster. But yeah, check out the FFPC main event, one of the most fantastic events in all of fantasy football. You can go to myffpc.com. That's myffpc.com. That's myffpc.com, the home of season-long high-stakes fantasy football. But let's get back to it with uh, some of the top college football players that you will need to get to know. And like I said, you can check out my Devi Weekly series at Rotoviz every single week. I also have later in the week the college football uh, DFS confident cash plays as I'm going to be doing some uh, cash coverage for the main slate in uh, college DFS every single week. Ryan Hollinsworth will be doing a more uh, GPP type slate coverage for the main slate as well. But you know, it gives you a different mix, a different type of player to plug into your rosters if you want to make some money playing fantasy football. Uh, if you want to check out the pieces that are already there, uh, I know I have a couple released for my week zero, week one. Uh, Ryan does as well. Uh, the first week was really good to me. I still have to see how week one uh, works out. But week zero uh, was fantastic. I just stacked the Arizona and Hawaii game. I saw Cedric Bird go off for like 60 fantasy points that worked out okay I think anyway Debbie Weekly just to break that down essentially I'll be covering a quarterback two running backs two wide receivers a tight end and an individual defensive player every single week for you guys just to keep you in the loop on all the top players going off every single week that help their NFL draft stock Uh, after week zero I actually covered Khalil Tate for Arizona uh, if you know much about that absolute stud, he actually had more than 1,400 rushing yards back in 2017. Uh, to, to call him a mobile quarterback is probably an understatement, obviously. In, in that Debbie Weekly piece, I actually kind of talked about how he might compare, once it's all said and done, to a Lamar Jackson. He may not be quite as straight-line fast as Lamar Jackson, but he actually was more efficient as a rusher when you look at his 2017 versus Lamar's best rushing season. And as a passer, he might even be more effective as well. Uh, and as he's been learning a more prototypical pro-style offense this past uh, season in 2018 and early 2019, he's really taken the next steps to uh, become an NFL player. Uh, I think he's probably not going to be an early round selection whenever he goes, but I think because of his mobility and his improving accuracy uh, and his uh, really just big play just potential every every time he touches the ball, some NFL team is going to give him a chance. So if you haven't looked into Kilo Tate, he's definitely somebody to get to know. Uh, he started off kind of rough against Hawaii, uh, one for six in the first quarter, but he finished the game off 21 of 33 for 340 yards and three touchdowns. Definitely a bounce back right there for Kilo Tate. Another guy that I kind of covered here recently, but I'm probably going to have to add him to the rankings doc and, and get him involved here soon if he has another couple weeks like he did week against uh, Florida. DJ Dallas, running back, uh, he entered college as a wide receiver slash running back kind of hybrid, but uh, due to necessity after Mark Walton actually went down, I don't know if you guys remember him uh, for Miami, he was with the Bengals there for a bit, 
After he went down, DJ Dallas had to assume a different role. It was just him and Travis Homer carrying the Miami backfield. But now that Homer is gone, this season DJ Dallas has a feature back role. It looks at first anyway, a feature back role for Miami this season. He racked up 132 yards on his 16 touches against Florida and had a 50-yard touchdown on the ground and a 40-yard reception as well. Uh, DJ is just an incredible athlete, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, somebody to definitely put on your radar if you're in deeper Devi leagues. Uh, not definitely somebody to draft early or even trade for right now because he's probably super high in value if, if you play a super deep Devi league, but definitely somebody to be interested in to make note of because Miami, as I kind of outlined earlier this summer, is actually the the real running back university. I know here recently we like to pump up Georgia, we like to pump up Alabama, but as far as giving us NFL fantasy points, Miami, more than any other NFL unit, well, NFL university, college football university, uh, they've given us more studs at that position and fantasy points than anyone else since 2000. I mean, you've got like you've got guys like Edgar and James. You got here recently, you know, Frank Gore, even Lamar Miller, uh, who's really an, has just constantly been an underrated producer. You got Quentin Portis, Willis McGahee, even Duke Johnson. And lots of of guys have come out of Miami. Uh, just might be a notable name to keep in your back pocket in DJ Dallas. Another name that's kind of popped, uh, I mentioned Cedric Bird for Hawaii after the first week. Obviously, Hawaii wide receivers don't get a lot of love. They don't get a lot of attention. But Cedric Bird had four touchdowns. He had 14 catches for over 200 receiving yards. It's kind of a big deal. I don't care who you're playing, but he's playing a, a Power 5 team and being able to put up those numbers. It's absolutely bonkers. Hawaii kind of plays a strange scheme. It's like a run and shoot. Uh, lots of vertical concepts and Cedric Bird. I mean, three of his four touchdowns came on essentially the same route. So he needs to probably work on his uh, route versatility. Uh, but I think he could be a slot receiver at the next level. Just a name to kind of jot down there. But the real player that was intriguing from week zero action that I outlined in my first Debbie Weekly piece was Brevin Jordan, the tight end for Miami at six foot three or four and 245 pounds. Uh, he's kind of a monster and, and mismatch uh, problem for a lot of defenses. And a lot of people don't know this because his numbers weren't massive, but uh, he actually broke out as a true freshman, posting a 25% adjusted dominator rating in his nine games as a true freshman. And it looks like he's probably going to be the go-to target uh, for the young Jaron Williams in Miami this season. So uh, that kind of coverage, those kind of players, others, uh, there'll be several other names that uh, will probably be featured this week that probably have even better pro chances, uh, just because we'll be I'll be covering a whole lot, uh, a larger slate of games. And in fact, there's already a couple of favorites of mine that I might have to write up right away. And Rashad Bateman for uh, Minnesota because. Uh, he had uh, about 132 yards in his first game, including a just beautiful one-handed catch uh, that uh, he took for a score. Uh, a lot of people like to talk about Tyler Johnson, his teammate uh, from Minnesota, and rightfully so because Tyler Johnson has basically a 98th percentile production score. But Rashad Bateman actually uh, broke out as a true freshman with him on the same team, and it looks like he, he might be on a fast pace this year to have an even more impressive season from a production standpoint. So Rashad Bateman, I'll probably write him up here soon. Might have to 
say a few words about uh, well, one of my favorite co- uh, college quarterbacks and Desmond Ritter, uh, who, who actually took Cincinnati and uh, beat Chip Kelly's UCLA team this past week. Um, they were 11-2 and last year, but Desmond Ritter and his first action uh, led that team last year, and they, they could very well be 10-3, and 11-2 once again. Desmond Ritter, he's got excellent ball placement, excellent uh, control in the in the pocket, poise in the pocket, uh, and he's actually a, a decent runner uh, of the football as well. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see what he does if he's going to get a look from pro scouts, but I'll be outlining him a few times. He was one of the guys that I actually had on uh, another one of my recent uh, works at Rotoviz, the College Football 2019 watch list. Uh, talked about 16 different players on that list. Desmond Ritter was just one of many that I talked about uh, and being excited about taking the next step. Because obviously, Ritter had a really good year on a pretty good team last season, but still not many people talking about him. Uh, I actually outlined uh, Jordan Love, who uh, started off rough against Wake Forest, but really picked things up uh, this week. But Jordan Love had a fantastic season by the numbers. Kind of a slower freshman start. But he actually uh, was a top 15 quarterback in pass yards per attempt, top 10 in adjusted passing yards per attempt, top 10 in touchdown percentage, top 5 in interception percentage. Uh, so definitely a name to know for NFL draft, even though he's a Utah State guy, doesn't get a bunch of national love all the time. I have seen a few people start to write him up here recently, hype him up on Twitter a little bit, but uh, Jordan Love is a name that's still going to be climbing draft boards if he continues to develop. He's He seems to have all the tools, and uh, he really, by the numbers, he's a great quarterback. But even for the people that like the more stereotypically sized guys, like it's 6'4", 230 pounds, he's going to check all the boxes for even the old hat GMs that really don't care about the, the numbers. Uh, but uh, he's basically, I could see him generating similar height to a Josh Allen, but you know Jordan Love would actually deserve it. Uh, the only other quarterback that I've really hi- highlighted uh, early in, in preseason, just because I want to see him succeed. Obviously, um, last year there were a, a couple other impressive true freshmen in Trevor Lawrence uh, for Clemson and Brock Purdy for uh, Iowa State. But uh, Adrian Martinez for Nebraska is another player uh, that I had on my watch list to uh, pay close attention to this year. He was the first true freshman to start the opening game for Nebraska in school history. That had never been done before. And with Scott Frost at the helm, I think he's only going to get better. If you don't know Scott Frost, he was the guy that took UCF from 0-12 to 6-7 to 13-0 and in, in just three seasons there. So he left and, and went to Nebraska and had a true freshman quarterback, a lot of moving pieces, a roster that wasn't very good. Went 4-8. and eight. I think this year that could reverse. They could go 8-4. and four. And Adrian Martinez already had a 2-1 to one interception ratio last year, but I think he's going to improve upon that and uh, be somebody that uh, rises up the ranks for quarterbacks in Devi leagues and just really just real draft boards uh, all around. But uh, before I move on just, and just finish with some kind of flex position coverage and and college names that I had on my watch list and some other players that you should definitely be excited about this season. I just want to tell you about the uh, Yahoo NFL million dollar baller. $1 million is guaranteed $100,000 to first, $50,000 to second, flat payout. There's no management fee 
10 entry max, $25 to enter, 25% of the field is paid out at least double of their entry fee. We're talking about DFS here. We're talking about real opportunity. That's $1 million guaranteed in this in this pool for you guys with Yahoo. Uh, just unbelievable work they're doing this year. Then we've got the 100K guarantee, 20K to first, 10 entry max, $10 to enter, $10 to enter for a chance at win, winning 20k. That's not bad. Uh, 12% management fee on that one, but they've just got all sorts of fun ways to play. And then we, really the best thing is the NFL Yahoo Cup. It's free to enter, 5k in weekly prizes, $1,000 the first, and then you got 150k in total prizes. You got 10k to first overall and a flat flat payout. Uh, for cumulative scores at the end of the season. And those two scores are dropped at the end of the run from your total, and $1 million uh, is given to you if you ever play a perfect or optimal lineup throughout the year. So get this free to enter, and then you got weekly prizes. You've got a huge prize at, at the end uh, for cumulative scores. Yahoo's just got a bunch of fun games going on this year to check out. To kind of wrap up the show, I just want to kind of run through a few players that I'm excited about that were on my college football watch list that have already kind of gone off. I mentioned Desmond Ritter. Uh, He had a a really good game against UCLA, but one of the guys he was throwing to was a tight end on my college football watch list, a guy named Josiah DeGuara. Uh, He's kind of probably profiles more as a move tight end at the next level, but uh, he's 6'3", maybe 240, something like that. But he's probably going to be the go-to target this year once the Bearcats get in close to the end zone. And he was so right out of the gate this past week. Ritter and he connected for the first score of the season. And I think DeGuara really has potential to uh, rise up draft boards and be a mid-round draft pick. And hopefully he could join Travis Kelsey and uh, the former NFL tight end Brent Selleck as as uh, top Cincinnati tight ends as they vie for, you know, making Cincinnati the potential next tight end university. If you didn't see the summer and I alluded it, uh, to the uh, running backs from Miami and things like that, I, I did a series called NFL University that actually dug into all the top universities that provide us uh, basically skill position and quarterback production. Uh, looked at quarterback you, running back you, wide receiver you, tight end you, and really just settled the debate once and for all and kind of outlined some of the schools that uh, look like they could be moving up the ranks here soon. But definitely check out that at Rotoviz as well. But DeGuara really could add to Cincinnati's ranks here uh, with a huge season. I, I could I could see 50 catches, uh, nearly 800 receiving yards, and maybe a half dozen scores or more for DeGuara. And if he does see that, He'll definitely rise up draft boards. And while I'm talking about tight ends, uh, I'm going to talk about the other guy, which is a local Nashville guy uh, in in Jared Pinckney for Vanderbilt. Uh, I don't know how many tight tight ends uh, can catch 50 balls in college and basically go unnoticed, but you want to know how many many Power 5 conference tight ends had more receptions than Jared Pinckney last year, and he did have 50 last season. There's only one. That's it. That's the whole list. There's one tight end in all of the Power 5 conferences that had more catches than Jared Pinckney last year. And he had seven scores, but he doesn't get any love. Why is that? Because probably, well, the answer is clearly that he plays for Vanderbilt. But I think this season uh, he's going to do enough that he just can't be ignored. Uh, He's like 
he's a legit 6'4", probably 260 pounds, just a really thick guy. He's not the best blocker just yet, but uh, he's got the body and the frame to to get there. But he's just an impressive receiver with some ball skills to go along with it. Uh, Vanderbilt actually has a trio of players to watch this year, and I don't know when that'll happen again. It's probably the best three skill position players that they've had on the roster at one time ever. But you got Jared Pinckney, tight end. you got Keyshawn Vaughn at running back. And you've got Kalijah Lipskin at wide receiver. Kalijah Lipskin actually broke out officially two seasons ago. And uh, as a senior this year, this this could be his pivotal draft capital ceiling type year uh, for Vandy. Uh, definitely another name to watch. And Keyshawn Vaughn originally went to Illinois, but he transferred and has been an absolute monster when he's been healthy and on the field for Vanderbilt. So definitely an interesting trio. Uh, I may, uh, I should probably stop talking about Vanderbilt football before I uh, put everybody to sleep, but they are actually going to be a lot of fun this year. Uh, But pivoting over to some more running backs, there are a ton of running backs that are about to break out this season. Penn State is looking like they could be considered the the new running back university uh, Saquon Barkley was drafted second overall. Miles Sanders was drafted as the second running back this past season. Now it's Ricky Slade's turn to take the reins. Uh, Ricky Slade d- doesn't have the uh, prototypical feature back size. He's just a tad undersized. His BMI is fine, but he's not, you know, a uh, six foot, two hundred and twenty-five pound bruiser. But he does have elite level speed. He runs about a four-four flat and uh, did so in high school and had a uh, short shuttle, like an agility test, that actually would have put him in the 90th percentile among NFL prospects who attended the NFL Combine since the year 2000. Uh, So he's got crazy speed. He's got crazy agility. I want to see him with tons of opportunity this year for Penn State. So Ricky Slade is a name to know. He's already... You know, somebody who's kind of risen up Debbie ranks with the anticipation of his breakout. But if he really does uh, see the production that he could for Penn State this year, he's potentially going to be a first round Debbie pick in uh, next spring drafts and really could situate himself to be a first round pick in the real draft. And let's do one more running back and a couple more wide receivers here. Chuba Hubbard for Oklahoma State. Uh, absolutely has a crazy opportunity. In fact, he may have gone gone off by the time this podcast is released, but he had 18 yards per carry and 40 touchdowns in his final high school season. Uh, And it's just kind of insane that anyone could ever do that. But part of that came because Hubbard ran about a 10 10 and a half second 100 meter dash in high school, which by the way, that's incredible. Like if you, if you get down in that range, uh, you, you might as well consider training for uh, the Olympics. That, that's getting near that type of level of speed. But Hubbard came to Oklahoma State, was buried behind Justice Hill. Uh, even it looked like he was going to be buried behind J.D. King, but he usurped him last year, passed him up on the death chart, got some real run when uh, Justice Hill missed some time and was hobbled a little bit. But now that Justice Hill has left Oklahoma State and he's now in the Ravens, J.D. King is now with Georgia Southern. Hubbard has virtually no competition this year, and the Oklahoma State backfield absolutely puts up ridiculous numbers. Basically, for the past three years, that backfield has has given us about 2,400, 2,500 yards from scrimmage every single year. Tons of opportunity, more than 350 carries, 
basically every single year. You're looking at 400 plus touches uh, of opportunity here. Obviously, Hubbard's probably not going to see all 400 touches, but he's he's going to be the primary go-to in that offense, and I can't wait to see it because he's got crazy speed. Now he's got crazy opportunity. Wide receiver, I could probably talk about and, and just make about a three-hour show on just all the wide receivers that are about to break out, but I, uh, I won't do that because uh, I don't have time. <laughs> but uh, there are a few guys I definitely want to mention. J.D. Spielman, has already, he's already got two 800-yard seasons under his belt. Uh, he's, he actually plays with Adrian Martinez, that quarterback for Nebraska I mentioned earlier. Now there's basically no competition there for targets with J.D. Spielman. I think 1,300 yards and nearly 100 receptions left the offense last year. So Spielman has a massive opportunity to see something like 70, 80 catches this year. Uh, he, he brings some, some oomph to the, the return game as well. Spielman is, is a name that should rise up draft boards and easily find himself going somewhere inside day two of the NFL draft in 2020. J.D. Spielman it has to be a name you get to know. Lynn Bowden for Kentucky is another guy you need to get to know. Last year, he had 67 catches on Kentucky. They don't. I don't know if you know anything about Kentucky football. They do not throw the ball. But he still had 67 receptions. And after him, though, the five leading receivers behind him left after 2018. You had C.J. Conrad. He graduated. Benny, Benny Snell. He's on the Steelers. David Bouvier. He's gone. Tavin Richardson. He went to Marshall. Dorian Baker. He's gone. The, the, the second leading receiver that's returning is Josh Ali with 10 receptions. Uh, Lynn Bowden is going to be the, the PPR nightmare in uh, college football DFS uh, all season long this year. He, he could really see... 85, 90 receptions, even though Kentucky doesn't throw the ball a ton, Bowden is going to be the show for the Kentucky Wildcats football team this year and could see his stock rise. He's another guy that he can take carries. He's really, he reminds me of Randall Cobb, another former Kentucky Wildcat as well. He could be a slot wide receiver and a guy who sees some carries at the next level also. Uh, Last but not least, want to talk about Elijah Moore for Ole Miss because he takes over the slot receiver role for Ole Miss. And uh, that's been an okay role to have here recently. That's given uh, those guys the primary slot options, 85 receptions, 75 receptions, 65 receptions over the past three years, averaging, of course, 75 receptions a year. Uh, Elijah saw, I think, 36 receptions last year, so he should more than double his numbers from just a year ago. And what's great about him is he's not – He's not the A.J. Brown. He's not the Evan Ingram. He's not that physical force or big slot type. He actually looks like a slot wide receiver. He's shorter and shiftier, faster. I think he has much more potential to add a little bit more yak uh, with his speed and agility. Uh, so I can't wait to see him just kind of go off this year because the Ole Miss lost their top three wide receivers and Moore just gets to basically be showcased in that offense this season hopefully we'll see lots of that soon but just wanted to put a bunch of these top college football playmakers in your ear because these guys are going to be playing football on Sundays one day and uh, it'd be good to get to know some of these players and start to root for some of these players this fall and so again if you want to learn more about the Debbie format learn more about college football I feel free to reach out Find me on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. Uh, that's the best way to reach me anytime and just talk about 
college football. But you can also check out my Debbie Weekly, which will cover seven different players in college football every single week. You can check out my college football DFS coverage. I mean, that's going to cover. I mean, this week I talk about, I think, 27, 28 different college football players uh, in one article. And of course, just stay tuned with the Debbie rankings uh, because our team will be updating all of the uh, future NFL draft prospects rankings. Uh, It's me, Curtis and Jordan Hoover. Uh, if, if you don't know him, he's a, a really great mind, does a, a Debbie uh, series called When the Debbie Breaks for Rotoviz. A bunch of guys that put put in a bunch of great work uh, at Rotoviz, but specifically with the college football stuff, our team is growing. So look for more exciting stuff in Debbie coverage. Look for more college football coverage year round. Uh, we're going to work on, uh, I'm trying to work on some some different apps and, and different things that will we'll, uh, hopefully help you guys kind of track production Uh, as well in the near future. But uh, thanks again for joining me for this Dynasty Command Center podcast. Uh, And as always, uh, just keep living that Dynasty life. There's ghosts haunting these woods, and they're headed straight for Roaring Camp Railroads. Is it a trick? No, it's Thomas and Percy's Halloween party. And with a bounce house, pumpkin patch, temporary tattoos and face painting, plus photos with Sir Topham hats, it's certainly going to be a treat. So get down to Roaring Camp before all the fun disappears. Weekends October 12th through the 27th. This September at local area Subway restaurants, your meal purchase will help our neighbors in need. Purchase a sub drink and chips and help us donate 200,000 meals to local Feeding America food banks. Subway meal includes any sub salad or wrap with any drink and chips or two cookies. For every two meals purchased through September 30th, participating Subway restaurants will donate one meal up to 200,000 meals to San Francisco and East North South Bay Area food banks. One meal is the monetary equivalent of 10 cents. Meals secured by Feeding America on behalf of local member food banks. So pick up a great meal and make a difference in the community.